Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. later than I thought it would be. I apologize for that. I said that I'd have something out this weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. But, you know, these weekends get away. It's another weekend for me, and I assume for you. Maybe not for you. Maybe you're better at the game of life than I am. But where I had a whole bunch of things that I was going to do, I'm building a fence, a couple of fences for a couple of gardens. We wanted to clean the house and move stuff around and get things ready and just to have our act together a little bit better or a little bit uh, a little bit better than, than we had. None of that stuff got done. Instead, uh, yesterday we were down, my family was down in, do you care where my family was? It doesn't really matter. But we, what did we do? Oh, yeah, yeah, we met with some friends and hung out. And the same thing today, some, some friends. And I guess that's what life's about. Those are the quality times. And with the disease and social media, we never talk to each other, do we? Ugh. All right, so. Donald Trump is not doing well. He uh, continues to step in it. His handling of the COVID thing was not great. His handling of the um, riots and all the other stuff that happened in the wake of George Floyd wasn't great. He he had an opportunity to do a lot of things uh, right. And the guy's just taking pictures. He's taking uh, third strikes and... It makes me angry to watch. It's, I, I assume if you're if you're a Trump person, it makes you angry to watch. I'd, I'd be angry if it was anybody, a Democrat too, because all of these opportunities, you see them right up there, and Trump's missing them and missing them. He's he's lost twenty points in the suburbs. That's not good from where he was before. Women, uh, he's losing suburban women and seniors. Can't afford to lose seniors. That's the ball game. If you lose the seniors, so it's looking like his. He's up against it now. He's like down zero zero games to three, and he's going to have to do something and right this ship and and have consecutive victories to gain, to get back, to regain the support of some of his constituency that he has lost, and then to surge forward and try to beat Joe Biden in November. But today, he tweeted something that showed the villages really a ruckus. <clears throat> the villages are a retirement community. In the United States, and it showed it showed the villages with a bunch of octogenarians yelling at each other, Trump people and Biden people, I guess. At one point, somebody calls one of the Trump people a, a racist, and he goes, "Oh yeah, white supremacy," or says "white supremacy." Anyway, he says, uh, "No, white power." And then Trump, of course, tweets that out, which is like that's not what we need right now. We do not need stupid tweeting at a time like this. So he is the tweeting when when Trump is being accused of absurd things like working for Vladimir Putin and the uh, the accusations of the Russian collusion. And it's things built on really crappy foundations because he said, uh, Russia, if you're listening, we'd like to see Hillary's emails, which was obviously a joke. Anybody saw it was a joke, but that was all the Democrats and, uh, and the media needed to 
start that narrative of, of Russia stuff. It was all it's all it was all ridiculous. In those situations, that or any of the other things they've tried to throw on him, which are just dumb, just the crazy stuff. When when that's happening and he's tweeting um, tweeting nonsense and uh, you know kind of trash talking back, I have no problem with that. Use that all day long. Tear the media all day long. You want to go after individual people in the media who are who are casting these aspersions and and accusing you of horrid things. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You can use social media for that, and that's fine. Because the backdrop is yeah, are the canards like the Russia thing. But with COVID, where people are dying, people are sick, and people are afraid. You cannot be, you know, just launching these salvos of social media attacks on individuals, private citizens, media people, this and that, all it shows people to, to the American people, they see this and they say, what, your eye's not on the ball, why? And people lose faith. So, and I've, it, it, this is not the time. This is now, this is, th- these are damaging. When Trump is doing this and he's just, just nonsense trash talking on Twitter, in a time like now, it's damaging, and you want to, you know, you know, th- throw a bucket of ice water on them and say, "Hey, snap out of this." We have a black swan situation happening, and total cultural unraveling—that's a trademark commentary magazine—and unrest happening, and we need you to act like the most powerful man in the Western world and show us that you will. Do whatever you can do to use the executive branch and your bully pulpit to um, to assuage uh, these fears and to attend to these uh, ills that are happening in the country right now. But he's it's not happening yet, so who knows? Either he get turns it around or doesn't. To be quite, I know that uh, the Democrats and, and folks on social media who who uh, consider me a Trumper, which is it's a derogatory term because it, it just assumes that there's it's it, I've just taken a pill or something. Uh, they're they're excited and celebrating, etc. They love the that the Polanders are happening. They're saying, "See, look, we told you he was stupid," uh, and and that doesn't necessarily mean. First of all, I thought he's done a lot of good things too. He had a it was pretty much a mixed bag for the last uh, few years, but some really good takeaways: the tax cuts, the First Step Act. Deregulation, judges. There's whacking Soleimani is good. Whacking the Russians in Syria was good. Ratcheting up um, and sanctions on the on the Russians was good. Summer misses. Hanging out with the with the fat guy in, in North Korea. Eh, doesn't really do anything. I mean, I guess they haven't fired missiles uh, over the Japanese mainland. I guess, but. So I mean, there's he's got he could run on a record. Certainly, the economy he could run on those things, but he he's got to right the ship before he does any of that because there's just he's just losing support. He's he, this is not inspired. He's just, he's essentially in a slump. That's what it is. And when you see a baseball player in a slump for one month, two months, three months, you just lose all faith in the guy, and you have a sinking feeling when he gets up to the plate. Like oh god, here we go again. For the Red Sox fans. I think the biggest slump I remember was Dustin Pedroia was in a slump, and Tito Francona stood by him, and he, like, month after month after month, it's like, this guy just sucked. He could not hit the ball. He was a good infielder, and he was terrible. And then something switched on, and he was no longer in a slump, and he it just clicked, and this guy was a badass. He was great. Well, something needs to clip, click in the Trump administration. Meanwhile, Donald Trump does have one thing going for him. And that one thing is that his opponent is Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, I've been in radio now since 2004. And since e- long before I got into radio, back in the late 80s, Joe Biden has been fodder for talk radio because he has been such a gaffe machine. And the really the master Jedi of, of idiotic sound bites. He's also historically been just terrible on a lot of legislation. He's been uh, he was disgraceful during the Clarence Thomas hearings. He's just a, he's a very standard politician blowhard. 
uh, former Defense Secretary Robert Gates in the 2014 memoir, memoir uh, shared his view, that this is from uh, Washington Examiner, uh, that Biden, then the Vice President and previously Chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, had been wrong about, quote, nearly every major foreign, uh, foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. Even when when Trump did ice uh, Soleimani in Iran this year, the or it was in Iraq, I guess, the uh, Joe Biden suggested what Trump did was dangerously incompetent, and that Trump was close to starting quote quote endless war in the Middle East. Trump, you probably remember, maybe not. I mean, Biden was against um, the Bin Laden raid. He supported the Iraq War in 2003. He, he didn't support the first Iraq War in uh, two, uh, 1991. He's just been on the wrong side of all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff. But more importantly, you have a guy who not only has said some things that are incredibly problematic, but he's lost he's lost a lot of his. His cognitive abilities. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I've been watching this guy for a long time. Maybe you have too. And he, a lot of his, the stuff coming out of his mouth now is, it's garbled. It's incoherent. A lot of times he's obviously struggling for words. He uh, gets easily confused. On the campaign trail, he's been triggered, literally triggered into uh, hostile, into hostile inter- in- interactions. When somebody asks him a question or he feels somehow threatened. And it's weird. And he's literally threatened to fight people, potential supporters on a campaign trail. That's not normal. For whatever you want to say about Donald Trump, and he's a different kind of cat. Absolutely. there is Trump is unlike anybody. But Joe Biden has been a politician who has been lived within the, poli- the framework of what a orthodox politician has been for 45 years he's ostensibly measured disciplined sober and thoughtful trump was a does not have the same standard i'm sorry but now biden now is has has lost a step i don't know if it's dementia i don't know if it's i don't know what it is but he has lost a step so we're going to listen to a little bit of joe biden and we'll just start with some of the things that he said in the past, and even way in the past, that since we're all judging everything now, that's the reason why all the statues have to come down, since we're all judging everything on the standards of 2020 in post-woke revolution, some of these things are a problem. Here we go. This is Joe Biden. This is probably about 10, 12 years ago. This is just when Joe Biden gets comfortable, he has these musings. And a lot of them are, are what during done during backslapping, and he gets excited about these musings. So he'll really reinforce them with "I'm not kidding" things like that. This is just a, an observation by Joe Biden, a cultural observation. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So for like, my, I'm not joking. I am not joking. I don't know where that goes in the. You know, uh, in the new rules of 2020 wokeness, but I think that that's uh, using stereotypes. I think. You cannot go to a 7 Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So, for like, I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not joking, dude. And I also like the fact that he says, you cannot. You cannot go there without something. He's very definitive, which is a thing that he used to have back when he was really. Um, when he was really uh, confident all the time. You know, it was absolutely, I'm not kidding, man. I'm not kidding, absolutely, you cannot. Um, okay, let's go back. I'm sorry, I'm, the, I'm, the dog's trying to decide whether she's going in or out. Are you going, Pepper, or are you staying? She's in the doorway. Pepper, can you come, please? Jesus. All right, so here's uh, <laughs> here's Joe Biden's, in much the same way, this this is his, um, his takeaway uh, from, oh, about, oh, Barack Obama in 2007. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who was articulate and bright and 
and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that about an African American? That wow, we've got one that's articulate and clean. So, I know that Biden still got a lot of support in the black community, and who knows if, if that'll maintain. It seems that. If anything, by the new woke rules, mostly enforced by a white middle class people, uh, that 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 that's a deal breaker. But we don't know. We don't know. More recently, Biden has had some problematic interactions uh, with high profile media people, including Charlemagne the God. I think we all remember that. That was a tough one too, because Charlemagne wanted to work with him. But here's a. This is another situation where where Biden felt threatened. He didn't like what he heard Charlemagne saying, and so he had to go right back at him. He doesn't like this. Uh, he wants to put you on notice. No, hey, look. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Oh. Can you imagine being the campaign handler right there in the corner, just slapping yourself in the head saying, oh, my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? And it is a highly insulting thing to say that if your mind at all, if you do anything but 100% conform to my agenda and to what I've been saying, then you lose your racial identity. I would say that would be the end of a lot of campaigns for a lot of other people. Here's a little more of their interaction, too, and you can feel here Biden getting uh, – He's getting uh, feisty. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks. Joe, Joe, calm down, okay? He's not here to fight you, all right? Jesus. He's like lunging at the guy. Take a look at my record, man. 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. You know, I've been critical of you. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about. This I know day. you have. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Maybe we don't yell at the black interviewer like that much in 2020. And I don't know if the appetite of the American people is pointing towards their proclivity to like that kind of thing. But hey, you never know. Going back to the very beginning, Joe Biden had a, a problem. And once again, I kind of like it about him when he gets in the free-flowing uh, mood. I've seen it in person. I've never really, I don't think I've ever talked to him. It's possible we interviewed him on the radio. But I've seen him doing kind of the razzle-dazzle thing in a, in a crowd of people. And he's really cool at it and they like it. And he's, a lot of times he's a little bit, um, well, I guess you've just heard, he gets un-PC. But I saw him talk to a, a bunch of, um, a group of um, young um, black students in D.C. And he went out there and he was backslapping. And I have this... This audio in video somewhere, it was good, and they loved it. And he was great, and he was—he had his finger in the chest, saying, "Hey, you can do anything you want to do. You know, don't let anybody put you down." And he's like very physical, like that. I'm sure those guys felt like a million bucks, and he—that's good, Biden. Of course, that was four years ago, and he has changed a lot since then. And that's just the, his ability to to uh, operate as a functioning human. So. Here's Biden. This is 1974, so this guy's probably 30 years old at this time, and um, this is about essentially lobbying and his uh, his feeling about that stuff. I agree that that your service in the Senate up to this point has, has not reflected any particular concern for the larger contributors. Well, the fortunate thing is I didn't have many larger contributors, and the only reason, see, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, huh? man, the manner in which I talk about it. But what happened was they said, come back when you're 40, son. Well, <laughs> he was ready to prostitute himself. He was right there to be bought off. Unfortunately, they wanted him to be more se a little bit more seasoned so he could be properly bought off. But that was back then. But even a couple of years ago, this is this ideology, this theory, this practice, uh, this core set of beliefs has not changed for Joe Biden. Lobbyists aren't bad people. Special interest groups are not bad people. But guess what? They're corrosive. People who accept the money from them aren't bad people, but it's human nature. You go out, Lynn, and bundle $250,000 for me, all legal, 
And then you call me after I'm elected and say, Joe, I'd like to come and talk to you about something. <laughs> you didn't buy me, but it's human nature. You helped me. I'm going to say, sure, Lynn, come on in. Well, thank you. I guess we know how to uh, buy influence and, and power. At least he was honest. I'll give him that. But that kind of thing you generally don't say out loud because that kind of thing sounds cynical. It sounds like uh, elections and our politics and our legislation is bought and paid for. That makes people very uh, wary about their government, and it should, and they are bought and paid for, and that is a problem for Biden to not feel that that's a thing that he should worry about. Well, there you go, you know, but he doesn't worry about it. Uh, he's got a problem with numbers, obviously. This is part of his decline, I think, most of this, and it's um, we've seen more and more of this this year than over the last year. The... There's two things that he does a lot. One, either he will confidently misstate something wildly, or sometimes he'll just get a few words deep into an explanation. This happened in the, in the debates usually. And then his nuclear thrusters would go off and his train of thought would go into the ionosphere and then eventually barrel back down uh, through the atmosphere and burn up and then peter out as uh, ashes. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. See, that's dangerous stuff because... 150 million people. So that's half the population of the country, obviously, and that is uh, inaccurate. But the fact that he knew enough to hit Bernie on guns, and that's a good hit if you're trying to scare people over guns. Bernie is from Vermont, where there, there are a lot of hunters and things in Vermont. But he wasn't able to stuff the burrito with the right facts. And that's going to make you worried. If you're a handler, you've got to be saying, Jesus, it's fine that you knew the spirit of the engagement was supposed to be the Bernie, uh, the Bernie grenade that we had worked on together. But, the, but Biden had no ability to retain the, the core point of the thing. Not good. Not isolated either. It would put 700... And 20 million back, million women back in the workforce. Yeah. Well, well, that's good, I guess. It's, um, it's a lot of women. I don't, that's, that's a lot more, many more women than, well, that's at least, you know what, you know what's good about this? It would put 720 million back, million women back in the workforce. That would mean that the unemployment rate for women would not only be zero, it would be far into the negatives. And I guess that's a good thing. The number being 720 million, being more than twice the number of humans in the United States, is problematic. Biden has Biden trouble, Joe Biden has trouble with all sorts of numbers. He doesn't, um, he doesn't understand, uh, you know, you, this is their fault, though. You don't. He's probably not the kind of guy you want handling uh, either metrics or uh, branding for messaging. If you agree with me, go to Joe three o three three o and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Something like that, anyway. There are some threes and there's some O's in there. Just go to JoeBiden.com and start there. He's had trouble with technology forever, and then it's fine. It's fine. It's not a deal breaker. So we'll roll through some more of these. I assume you like these. These are fun anyway. I got some of the new ones. It's it's funny. When I was in radio, terrestrial radio, I had, and this is up till 2000, probably nine. I, every, whenever I was doing a show, Biden would have his own folder. It was the, the gaffes of the day, like, or the audio of the day, let's say 15, 20 cuts of audio of the day. And then there was Biden's own folder of stuff for the day. He was so gaff prone and he was just <laughs> like the Barack America stuff. The Barack Obama has a big stick and it's it's a little odd. Oh, remember, this is apart from his other problem. The hands on touchy feely stuff. And that is a problem because he really enjoyed the nuzzling his face into the nape of the neck of a woman or into her hair and sniffing her. That's creepy. When he does it with you know, girls, it, I'm I I I don't even want to go there. I, I I 
I don't even want to talk. Let's just talk about women over 18 who we've seen him do this with the the nestling his face and the back rubs. I've only seen a guy use a back rub to a girl as an attempt to seduce her. I've only seen that. Or maybe a massage therapist. I've never seen it done any other any other way. But the back rubs and all that stuff, the nuzzling in the face, I don't know if the Tara Reid allegation hurts, but when you've got a guy, I've generally found from my own experience, and you can use your own judgment, that when there's a person who's vain, which Biden is, if you look at the teeth and look at the hair, if you got a person who's vain and likes to touch women and kiss women and have his hands on them like that, that generally, in the course of one's life, uh, one of the the life of that son, such a man, that when a woman is more obliging than he is, happy to go there. I'm I have no proof with Joe Biden. I do know of a. I'm, well, I know uh, the, the Boston media knows of of some other uh, stories locally that are a little more problematic. I've, I've, I'm sure one of them will, will leak it soon. But there are there are undoubtedly other stories. It, I don't know what Team Trump knows. And once again, if you're listening and you're you're an anti-Trump person or you're a, a liberal and a Joe Biden person, you're saying, "Oh, wait, please, what about Trump?" You're right. But right now, today, we're talking about Biden. Trump's got his own situation. He's got his own problems. It, a lot of Trump's problems, vocabulary, gaffes, misstatements, uh, purposeful statements are problematic. Right now is Biden day. So where should we go next? Oh, yeah, okay. Here's Biden announcing his candidacy uh, last year, I think. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Mm-hmm. He is Joe Biden. He is a Democrat candidate. He is running for an office in the United States. He is not running, of course, for Senate, but could be worse. That's a standard just gaffe. Now, the last summer when he went, when he just started riffing, when he was in a in a neighborhood and he just started riffing there about his days as a as a young pup, that's where, along with the cognitive decline that it seems like there is, we get into b- bizarre Biden where these odd bits of memory from decades and decades of 50 years ago are dredged up and he just broadcasts them live in front of people and they're certainly no longer <laughs> politically correct. They're problematic in a way as well. God knows if there's any truth to them, but they're absolutely and totally bizarre. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Who the hell speaks like this he ran a bunch of bad boys i haven't heard that is absolutely 1951 you know coming right back to us through the mouth of joe biden and i did and back in those days to show how things have changed one of the things you had to use if you use pomade in your hair you had to wear a bathing cap so i walked out with the chain and i walked up to my car and they had, they, those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. What in the hell does any of that mean? What does that mean? He was getting, okay, so Corn Pop, is Corn Pop a, bat, a black guy with pomade in a, is, is that what we're getting? And so Biden's going out to fight him with a chain? And does Corn Pop, ha, is fighting him with a straight razor that he bangs in the barrel to, to get ready? What is all of this? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Jeez. Why is he banging it on the, on the barrel? Is that the burn barrel? Let's listen to that again. You tell me. You can, by the way, email me at winchester at gmail.com. That's two N's. W-I-N-N. Chester at gmail.com. Or, te- or text me or whatever. Let me know what the hell is going on here. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Okay. We can establish that this is a corn pop was a dangerous, nefarious person. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And he had a crew, and they were also dangerous and nefarious. Okay, we're with you so far. And I did. And back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. So I walked. I think I'm with him. I'll Google that. Walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car, 
And they had step. Those days used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. Who's he asking to remember? Who who remembers that? If you remember the the straight razor and bang it on the barrel to get it rusty, please email me and let me know. I think this uh, here's another another yarn. He goes he Joe Joe thinks he's rolling, so he's hitting tangents. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn. That nobody should ever say that. Nobody should ever say those words in a row in a public setting. Certainly. Not a politician. That 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Oh, excellent. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never said things like that in it, those road words in a row. Generally, if you're a grown man and you are in the pool and the kids all reach into the pool to feel your legs, I I might keep that to myself. I don't know that this is the kind of thing that you want to broadcast. Um, I don't know. I don't. Maybe the world's changed. Maybe there's a lot more adult kid pool interplay than I know of. I. <sighs> This might be my favorite. No, it's not. Here we go. One of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, get, getting control of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm the guy that came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping and making the case that I believe China would join if we put pressure on them. Now, that is a good point to make if you're doing that. It is problematic that during that Paris Climate Summit, Deng Xiaoping had been dead for 20 years. That does make it harder to have that kind of interaction. One of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, getting control of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm the guy that came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping and making the case that I believe China would join if we put pressure on them. That's not the only famous world leader he's met, by the way. You had people like Margaret Thatcher, excuse me, you had people like the, the former chairman and leader of the party in the, in Germany. The corn pop, the straight razor. The, the. Policy positions also can be a problematic. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. See, I think that's... Um, that's not a wise thing. I think that nonviolent crimes like embezzling and uh, fraud and things like that should should bring with them harsh consequences. I do. Sorry. Let's see. Oh, yes, more on race. And here's another. <laughs> you tell me what this means. I don't know anything. I'm, le- I'm asking questions. I'm just listening this year. I'm told we, since all the protests that I, it's my time to listen. So I'm going to listen, and you can let me know what this means. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I is that isn't that is an insult, right? It's to somebody, I think it is. Ah. <sighs> So more recently, you've heard uh, Joe Rogan say Biden can't be president because he's just lost his mind. And, and he, he is, when he went down in his basement a few months ago and didn't really have people around him, and a couple of times he was kind of, uh, he asked for help. He's asking for the teleprompter to be back on. Sometimes he just tries to answer a question straight up on a media hit. It, for instance, some he's been he's given his own dissertation of sorts on the covid matter and uh well i mean this is one of his approaches to the pandemic and in order to avoid that those very high numbers we have to do at least several things one we have to uh depend on what the president's going to do right now and first of all he has to uh tell uh uh (laughs) wait till the cases before anything happens look the whole idea is He's got to get in place things that were shortages of. 
I, I did assist. I, I suggested that we should have people in China at the outset of this event. And when, when it all started in Luhan province. In Luhan province. Remember that when it all started? We'll listen to that once one, one more time. And in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. I, I did insist. I, I suggested that we should have people in China at the outset of this event. And when, when it all started in Luhan province. I did a assist, too. So we talked a little bit earlier about some of his interactions with folks on the campaign trail. And a lot of times when Joe feels like somebody's coming at him, maybe like Corn Pop, when he when Joe feels like somebody rhetorically is uh, banging their straight razor on the burn barrel, uh, he feels that he has to get his rhetorical chain ready, which is what happened um, on the campaign trail in Iowa. I'm a long time, and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running and you want to check my shape on, let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Run. Number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. No one say you were doing anything wrong. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your work straight, Jack. That's what I do. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that. But you heard. Look, okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do. But uh, look, look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look, fat. Here's the deal. It looks, you know, it's like you don't have any more that golden Any other questions? Any other questions for some from somebody who ain't fat? I do think that the fat thing was he just mis he misspoke. I think, but then again, he was on. He wanted the guy to race him and do push-ups with him. One of these people has to accept his challenge on that. Somebody step up here and do that. Let us see. Oh, right. It's not just men who get the uh, the ire of Joe Biden. Who's your arguably the candidate with the greatest advantage in this race? You've been the vice president. You weren't burdened down by the impeachment trials. So how? <laughs> in participation. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa? And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? Iowa's a Democratic caucus. There been no caucus. No, you haven't. You're a lion dog faced pony soldier. You said you were. Now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. But she said she had been to a caucus. No, you haven't. Lion dog faced pony soldier. I love how they, the campaign said that was an old John Wayne line, and maybe it is. Uh, but news organizations also said, no, no, that's an old campaign line. We're not going to run news stories about that. I'm old uh, John Wayne line. We're not going to run stories about that. It's an odd thing to tell a woman she's a do lion dog faced pony anything. It's, among other things, calls her a liar and a dog face. Generally, I don't know, I'm not the most chivalrous person. I'm not the biggest romantic person. Generally, you stay away from dog comparisons with women. That's maybe the extent of my uh, knowledge of romance. Um, okay. <laughs> so we also went after the dude at the UAW guy in, in Michigan. Guy said, why are you trying to take away weapons? Biden says immediately he sweared. I think the swear might be in this. In this one, too. This is harder to hear because there's a lot of noise. Two things to, to, to listen for. One, Biden says he's full of bleep to the guy. Potential Biden voter. Biden, at one point, then tells him he wants to take him outside. And that, that's hard to hear. I've heard other versions where you can hear it better. Now, a woman tries to take Biden away, uh, his handler who's a, um, I believe it's a woman of color, is saying, Joe, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go, that's enough. That's as, as PR people try to rap you, they always do that, especially when it's getting hot. They want him out of there because Joe is, Joe is getting hostile and losing his mind and wants to fight another potential voter. And so, and has he, as she's doing it, he's saying, shush, you shush to her. I don't think shushing women 
I don't think that that's something that should be happening. I, I don't think in 2020 that that's a good look. But you tell me. Uh, how you intend on getting the unit that there's a large portion of the unit that are gun enthusiasts and you are actively trying to diminish your second right and take away your gun? You're forced you shush over there, little missy. Support the Second Amendment. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. To the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge, my son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapons. I'm not taking your gun away at all. You need 100 rounds? You're you were a video and you said you're going to take our gun. I did not say that. That's not true. I did not say that. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that they're saying they're lying. Your old voice, you just said that you're taking a gun. Oh, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. Take your AR, your AR-14s. Your AR-14s. This is not okay. Hold on, hold on. Hey, let's get over here. There's a lot of guys. You just want to go outside. He's going to go outside and fight them. Can you imagine that? They all make a big ring around Joe, and he has his he rolls his sleeves up, and he's got the old like the Boston Celtics logo. He's ready to duke it out. He wants to fight these people. That's not that's not a normal thing. You don't generally get. I mean, maybe Teddy Roosevelt got in a fight somewhere along the line. It's an odd thing. A lot of guys want to. I'm not working. Thank you so much. Give me a break. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of people. Hey, hey, the guy's saying, you're pushing up on me. In other words, Biden's got his finger in his chest. Now Biden's giving him the here's the deals. Are you able to own a machine gun? I own a machine gun. I said, are you able to own one? Machine guns are illegal. That's right. So AR-15s are legal. How is that a machine gun? No, it's not. Yeah, you need 100 rounds. You need 100 rounds. In America, handguns, and there are what you call assault rifles. Why are you advocating for assault rifles when people are dying for handguns? Joe's had enough of that Marlarkey, and he gets out of there. But he had, not only was he going into a rage at several points and to using expletives and, and offering the guy or challenging the guy to a fist fight, but uh, his grasp of the facts also was a little bit uh, shaky. Oh, man. And this happens more and more. I mean, he's just not. Here's another one. Here's a package from WCCI. This is. Des Moines, there's a little news package. Another guy just asking him a question. I was really kind of taken aback. I was genuinely shocked. Des Moines activist Ed Fallon says his brief conversation with Vice President Joe Biden happened Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Biden made a quick campaign stop at Urban Dreams in Des Moines. Fallon waited in line for a picture and wanted to confront Biden on his climate change proposals. Another member of Fallon's bold Iowa group recorded the cell phone video. I'm going to support you if you win the nomination because we got to get rid of Trump. It started off fine, but Biden quickly became agitated when Fallon didn't agree to support him in the caucuses. we got to stop building and replacing pipelines. we to go vote for someone else. All right, thanks. Go vote for someone else. And once again, you got a PR flag saying, oh, thanks so much. Let's wrap it up. Hi, sir. Guys, we're gonna have you here. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm gonna vote you in the general if you treat me. Yeah, right. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm not. Well, can I have a, can I have a thank picture? You're asking a picture of me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell me, tell me you don't support me. No, no, no. My plan. Yeah, you did. You said you I said I will support you in the general. In the general. I'm looking right. for a primary. We're happy to get a member. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. The first surprise is that Biden told Fallon to vote for someone else. I did not expect to be told to leave, to go vote for somebody else, and then to be lectured about. And then he presses on Fallon's chest, pokes him with a finger, and finally grabs his jacket with two hands. It was not appropriate interaction for anybody. I mean, if I'd done that to him, the security would have been all over me. <laughs> Fallon is not asking for an apology from the Biden campaign, but he would take one. He's more concerned with finding the right candidate to fight climate change and beat President Trump. I don't think he can beat Trump. I really don't. And, and, you, have, and you have actively telling people like me, don't vote for me, go vote for somebody else. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's not helpful at all. So in legal circles, pressing your hand against somebody else's chest is called assault. But it is just another day on a campaign trail for Joe Biden. It's not good. It's not good. I understand that a lot of Biden folks have a lot of feel that he's an empathetic guy with a heart of gold. And maybe he is, but his does he doesn't have a mind of gold anymore. He's got issues. Dredging up pieces 
fragments of memories from the 1940s. His feeling, his, his, listen to the, this is his guidance for the culture to get better. Play the radio, make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. What are those things? What is that? Why are those things in his mind? I think that unfortunately those things are in, in, in his mind because he's just digging up whatever remnant of uh, data is there. And he doesn't really know. It's like my, I have a two-year-old who just grabs a fistful of puzzle pieces and just throws them out on the living room floor. Whatever the, he get, finds, there they go. <sighs> All right, let's hear from Joe again. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? <laughs> it was a good recovery, certainly, but also you would want somebody in a who was in a Democratic primary to have top of mind that Super Tuesday happens on a Tuesday. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? At least, though, he does have solid uh, principles. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. He has made his way around the country, and he does appreciate some of the uh, locales. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. And that is a nice thing to say, to praise a place and, and, you know... Take a moment to appreciate the beauty of Vermont. It's less nice, of course, if you're standing in New Hampshire. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. Which she was. That was Biden in New Hampshire. Let us see. Where's an... Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is a... If you've listened to this podcast at all, you can... You're hearing that I'm not a natural uh, speaker as well. Like Today's one of those days where I'm getting about half the words I need coming to my mind immediately i thought it would be better but you never know sometimes a lesson i have learned though is to not box myself in on purpose it's important don't launch into a recitation of something unless you've got it the nuts and bolts down we choose science over fiction here we go think about it we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. <sighs> Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. We know the thing, Joe. It's a uh, man struggling to have a cognitive um, ability to say the words. That is the thing, Joe, and that is what. Uh, that is a big advantage for Donald Trump. With the COVID thing, we'll see what happens. You know, we're getting there are flare-ups in Arizona, then Florida right now. Still, the uh, the uh, death rate seems to be decreasing. So, who the hell knows what's happening? Biden uh, seems to have some grasp. And a lot of people, you have unnecessarily now we have over 120 million dead from covid that's off uh, by more than 119 million in uh, 900,000 or so i think but there are still a lot of people dead from covid we'll see what happens as we go as we go on here okay said so at some point a couple of things if you're on team trump and you're worried Two, you got two good things going for you. One, that this is Joe Biden and everything we've played here is just a tiny snapshot of where he is now or where he's been, the problematic stuff he has said and will say. And he's also got it to pick a running mate, and we'll see what happens there. If it's Kamala Harris, she's got issues. If it's if it's Liz Warren, then I think then, then it's on, on, on. And that's going to be... That will be crazy because she absolutely has issues, and she has Biden. We've we've talked about it. Biden talked about Seven Eleven. You cannot go to a Seven Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, I'm not joking. Liz, Liz has a, her problem with uh, uh, other Indians, and uh, and that's something that would have to be addressed in the campaign, even though the media hates doing it. Could be interesting. Anyway, I'm glad you stuck with me, everybody. Appreciate all of the subscriptions. 
we're doing better and better each day, and that's because uh, you're just um, you're hanging in there. And I'll keep trying to pump these things out. I'll do it any day I can. I appreciate, especially now that everybody's trying to just get a peace of mind, and get a peace of mind, and just wants to be able to maybe escape a little bit, or just know that it's not the end of the world, and that there, our world isn't unraveling for good. And I do believe things will get better. I do believe some of the insanity will recede, or the insane forces will cannibalize each other, and the dust will clear, the the fog will clear, and will maybe be better for it going out the other side. All right, take it easy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.